Welcome to the Indiana Basketball Source Podcast. This is Trevor Andershock. I'll be joined by Jeff Shanley today. We're going to discuss every sectional and predict the winners of each one. So let's just jump right into it. All right, let's get started at uh, 04A up north, Shark. Through the shores of Lake Michigan, East Chicago Central Sectional, seven-team sectional, Hammond, Morton, and Maryville on Tuesday. The host Cardinals against Highland on Wednesday. Lake Central, Gary West, the second game. Munster, the Mustangs getting the bye into Friday. Yeah, Munster's been really good uh, all season. We mentioned before they dropped that game to Hammond earlier in the year, but um, beat Cheshire a couple weeks ago and have been playing really well. Uh, Luca Pollich, uh, great junior year for him. Uh, Josh Davis has been playing well in his senior year. Jeff Helmogarnian's thigh gives him some size, some shot blocking. Um, and they have the bye, too. You know, this is a very balanced sectional otherwise. Yeah, so they're definitely the team to beat, but I think can't really overlook Maryville, Gary West, or Lake Central. I think those three teams at least have an outside chance of pulling an upset. Um, I really like Nick Anderson, senior guard for Lake Central. I think he could be an Indiana all-star um, the, way he, wow. the way he scores and shoots it. Um, he's been the best shooter I've seen all season. Maryville, I would see Keon Thompson, big-time scorer as a junior, over 30 a game. Um, and then Gary Westside, even without Jalen Washington, pretty good year for him. Kamari Peterson, Mason Nicholson, and uh, Perry and Roberson. Pretty good trio. Missing that punch that Jalen Washington yeah. would provide, though. Yeah, that was a big loss for uh, Gary West, obviously losing Jalen just before the season start. Um, Lake Central, obviously you talked about Nick Anderson. I just don't know if they have enough else. Uh, to get the job done. I saw them play Munster back uh, in early January. And, yeah, you look at Anderson and his scoring ability, but, you know, if Munster has a game plan that can take him out, I just don't think there's much else um, around him to really score. Yeah. Um, Kyle was... Blum can maybe hit a few shots here and there, but he's not a guy that's going to go get you 22 yeah. if you need it. And Lake Central's adjusted pretty well for Nick Anderson getting face guarded all the time. They've worked some different things in since um, that started happening in December. So they've had time to adjust, and um, they got a lot of open shots at the rim against McCutcheon. A uh, few didn't drop, but they are uh, they're adjusting to life with uh, – Anderson getting double teamed or face guarded in every possession. Still, I think the Mustangs of Munster are the best team. Like I said, they've been on a roll. That early December loss to Hammond, um, they've been um, blowing through people uh, left and right here. So I think Munster, um, obviously, they're the one team that gets the bye, so that's a favorable matchup. And then Hammond, Morton, and Maryville, um, they can contain Keon Thompson. I think they, you know, there's not much else around Keon, so... I've got Munster coming out of this sectional. Yeah, I'll take Munster as well, Shark. 21-1 and one on the season, I'll take them. Heading over to Valpo. Last year, the Chesterton Trojans with the upset, taking out the Was Valpo. it even an upset, Shark? It was know. an upset last okay. year. Now Chesterton comes in as... By my memory, Chesterton was a favorite. I don't know. This year, though, the roles are reversed. Chesterton comes in with the bullseye on their back, 21-2. and two. Uh, Jake Wadding, the Grace Commit, having a great senior year. He's been on the varsity scene for a long time now. Sophomore Travis Grayson um, in that guard spot really gives him a good second option. Um, they have Lowell in the second Tuesday game. Hobart and Portage in the first Tuesday game. Valpo um, gets the winner of that Hobart-Portage game. And then Crown Point um, takes the Chesterton-Lowell winner. Your Trojans are the favorite, Trevor. Can they go back-to-back? Yeah, I think they can. Um, they just played a tough game against Valpo at Chesterton. 
Trojans squeak that one out. This time it will be on Valpo's home court if they match up. Um, can't really overlook Lowell. Um, they haven't had the best season, but Chris Mantis, the junior guards, played really well. Just, Just picked up uh, by Bellerman uh, and Valpo last week. So picking up some offers also as Ball State. So you know you have to guard him. Um, so if uh, Chester and Valpo match up again, you know it's going to be a a street fight between those two schools, Shark. Yeah, no love loss between uh, those two, just separated by a few miles over there in Porter County. Um, you know, Valpo doesn't have the team they had last year. It's a very different team, obviously losing Brandon Newman to Purdue, Nate Ertz to Bethel. Um, you still have Cooper Jones um, inside Colton Jones on the perimeter. Um, but I think Chesterton just seems like they've all come together, and this could be a special year for the Trojans. So I'm going to take uh, Cheese Town. Going back to back. Yep, I'm right there with you, Shark. Um, it will be interesting to see you that. You back if you pick differently. That, that rematch is going to be interesting, though. Can they get over the hump again? Should be fun to watch. The uh, Chesterton tournament record against Valpo, not pretty, Trevor. Um, the regular season record, also not great. Not um, but, you know, they have the experience. You know, Wadding was there last year as, you know, the best player at Chesterton. So they have the experience of beating them. Uh, well, I think we're both taking Chester. Heading over to LaPorte, a seven-team sectional. Uh, Culverm Academy up in 4A due to the success factor after back-to-back uh, state runner-ups in 3A. Um, South Bend Riley with Blake Wesley is their first-round opponent on Tuesday night. Um, a good Wednesday slate here, Michigan City against LaPorte. South Bend Adams, uh, 20 wins on the year for them, taking on Mishawaka. Plymouth, the only team um, with less than 10 wins. They're 6-16. Six and 16. They draw the... Culver Riley winner. Lots of talent in this sectional. I think um, there's three or four teams that could win it. Um, obviously, you look at the success that Culver's had in the postseason before, but now they're up in 4A. Yeah, and Culver's been playing really well lately. Uh, Trey Galloway, the Indiana signee, came back from a wrist injury, beat Christmas Addicts in Indy. That was a good win for them. Um, they've been playing really well. Uh, Deontay Craig, Nick Hiddle, those guys have been around for all four years. So, Always a tough out against them. South Bend Riley, Blake Wesley, top 100 kid in the country, really talented. Scored 34 points um, of Riley's 40 against Culver in the first meeting. But overall, this sectional is really good. Michigan City's got a young team. Tom Wells has really progressed or made that team. Freshman guard they have has been really good for them. Jimmy Hodges, really dynamic. Only 5'7", probably on a good day, but gets the rim, can shoot a little bit. Um, Tough as nails, so. He's kind of leading the way for them. And then South Bend Adams, no great individual player, but just across the board athletes and tough kids. So um, really at, tough there. Yeah, you look at Michigan City, they beat, they're one of South Bend Adams' three losses, beat them by five. Uh, Riley played Adams to within six here just a little over a week ago. So really balanced sectional here. Um, uh, to pick it, you know, we talked about them at the start of this sectional. I just think Culver's been playing really well lately. You get contributions from Trey Galloway. You know that's going to happen. What can you get out of Nick Hiddle, I think, is the big key for them. If Nick can come in, hit a hit a three or two, um, give you uh, seven, eight rebounds, you know, make it tough to score on inside, um, I think that really turns them into a different team if he's on his game. So I'll take Culver Academy in this sectional, Trevor. Yeah, and if I was picking a dark horse, I'd probably go Michigan City just for a few reasons we've said before. But uh, I think Culver Academy, they have enough. They know how to win. Um, top to bottom, just a really tough 
roster. So I'll take Culver Academy to get out of uh, Laporte here, Shark. I'm moving over to Elkhart. Uh, this is the last go-round for those two Elkhart schools. They'll merge at the end of this year. So um, seven-team sectional. Northridge, 18-5, and five, gets 1-19 Concord on Tuesday. Penn plays Elkhart Central. Goshen takes on Warsaw on Wednesday. Elkhart Memorial draws the bye. We'll get that. Uh, probably end up getting Northridge in the first semifinal on Friday. And uh, Northridge, far and away, the best record in this sectional. You look at Elkhart Memorial, though, played Northridge to within five. Um, Northridge hasn't lost since January 3rd, though. Yeah, and even the teams with not a great record like Penn, they have individual talent on their roster. Uh, Carter Hickey's a nice outside threat. Um, they have other pieces in Warsaw. They're always tough to beat, um, no matter who they yeah, have. Doug Ogle's no stranger to um, having gaining wins in March either. Yeah. So, but yeah, going back to it, uh, Northridge with Alex Stauffer, probably the best team. Um, I'll take them to win it here, Shark. Yeah, it's tough because I I, I want to pick Memorial. Um, Go ahead and pick them then. But I think you're right. Obviously, Stauffer gives them the best player in the field. I'll take uh, Northridge to come out of this sectional as well. All righty. Heading over to uh, Carroll, and this seems like if you were ever to seed a sectional, this would be an example of how you would seed it. A six-team sectional. Northrop plays Northside in the first game Tuesday. A couple of Northeast State rivals, um, East Noble and DeKalb, play the second game Tuesday. Then the two best teams in the sectional get buys. Carroll and Snyder. Carroll will play that Northrop Northside winner. Um, Snyder takes on East Noble DeKalb. Like you said, the best two teams get the bye here, Shark. Snyder, really tough team. Uh, they've been a little bit up and down, but Dylan Dove, Michael Ely, that one-two punch, you don't see that very often in high school basketball, Shark. Both can pretty much go for 20 every game, and they usually do. So um, I think that gives them enough to get over the hump here uh, against the Carroll team. Yeah, if, if Jalen Jackson, the sophomore, is averaging about 15 for Carroll, he's been out hurt. If he can't go um, by the end of this week, I think Carroll can get by Northrop and especially Northside without him. Um, Carroll and Snyder split the regular season meetings. Carroll won in the SAC title game. Snyder came back and beat Carroll by one in the regular season matchup. I think the key with Snyder is you know what you're going to get from Ely and Duff. Can their role players just play their roles? You know, not try to do too much. Take the let Ely and Duff draw the attention. You have somebody like John Barnes who's going to go play football at Rose Home, and he's a very good outside shooter. Um, Carson Jang is a good outside shooter. Isaac Barnesworth can kind of fit in and get some points. You know, sneaking around defenses. So, um, but Snyder's had some some hiccups here. You know, you look at you know losing. Um, you look at a few of their wins, um, not all that impressive. Only beat Dwanger by three, only beat Cherubusco by one. Um, they played some close games. Um, Marion without Jalen Blackman winning by five. Um, they play games that maybe are a little bit closer than they should be. Um, closer than the experts think they should. So I'm wary of picking Snyder. Um, last year they kind of uh, laid an egg in the sectional. I know Coach Roush is going to have remind them of that. You know, obviously with this opportunity in front of them, but uh, who are you picking for? I'm going to take Kara. Oh boy! I think you know they're going to so with the charge. Going to slow it down. They're going to guard you. They're going to be physical. Um, so I'll take Carol in the in the the third part of the trilogy. All right. Moving down to Huntington North, we have a 16th sectional. Columbia City and Huntington North, the first game, both of those teams under 500. Homestead takes on Fort Wayne Wayne in the second Tuesday game. 
Uh, New Haven gets that Columbia City Huntington North winner, and Southside takes the Homestead Wayne uh, winner. Homestead, not the best record in the field, but I think fairly comfortably the best team. Yeah, they played a tough schedule, and when you have a player like Luke Goody, that obviously gives you an edge. Not just because he's a good player, but he's a good leader. And uh, they have a pretty solid team, good size, just kind of solid in every area. They can hit shots from the outside, rebound well, uh, pretty good defensive team. So, um, like you said, not the best record, New Haven at 16-6. and six. Homestead did beat New Haven by 16 earlier in the year. Yeah, so um, I would take, uh, take old Sparty here, Shark, with Homestead. Yeah, Chris Johnson, um, veteran coach. And like you talked about, the supporting cast. Somebody who's really come on for Homestead in the last month or so is sophomore forward Andrew Leeper. He's 6'4", 6'5", left-handed, can stretch the defenses behind the arc, also comfortable um, getting to the basket off the dribble. You have veterans, Alex uh, Grinsfelder, Zach Kruger, Grant Simmons, um, all capable of taking heat off Luke Goody. You know, he's obviously going to be the marked man, um, but their supporting cast more than able to step up. And I just think they're, you know, a, a step above New Haven. There's not really another team in the section outside of those two. Um, so I think we're both on board with uh, Homestead. What about Lafayette Jeff, Shark? What's going to happen there? Well, you look at you look at this sectional. Marion plays McCutcheon on Tuesday night. I thought Marion... Could have been the best team in the sectional. Obviously, now without Jalen Blackman, that's out the window. Um, Kokomo plays West Lafayette Harrison the second Tuesday game. Logan Sport gets that Mary McCutcheon winner, and Jeff gets that Kokomo Harrison winner. Um, Harrison, Lafayette, Jeff in that semifinal. Um, Jeff has won twice, both back a week apart in December um, by 6 and 14. Um, you, look at, you look at that. Marion has played Jeff um, close here just a little over a week ago to five points. Um, McCutcheon played them close. So even though you look at Jeff with the Barnheisers and the Beavers and Matt Jones inside, and you think, yeah, they should win it. You know, it's not out of the realm of possibility that McCutcheon or Harrison or Marion um, could come in and knock them off. Yeah, it doesn't seem like Lafayette Jeff's playing their best basketball right now. Um, barely beat Indianapolis Tech, lost to Richmond. I mean, those are two red flags right there, Shark. And uh, I was at that Richmond game. Richmond, without Andrew Croft, goes into the Crawley Center and beats Jeff. And Jeff got production from uh, the Barnheiser brothers. You know, Braxton at 27, I think Brooks at 21. Um, Jeff just didn't really focus on getting stops down the stretch. And that's, I think, the worry with them. Are they willing to lock down in the fourth quarter? and get, you know, multiple defensive stops that they need to close out a game. Yeah. All that being said, Shark, I'm still going to go with Lafayette, Jeff. I think their talent's enough to get them by the rest of the field. Uh, McCutcheon is playing better. Uh, Rowan Farrell back from injury looks fully healthy now. Had those eight threes against Lake Central for 30 points. They're clicking on a different level. Marion. Is Draven Gibbs Longhorn, the talented freshman McCutcheon? This is his first sectional experience. You know, is he ready for this type of stage where it's win or go home? Yeah, I think he has plenty of confidence. He won't be shaken by any of this. So um, definitely not worried about that. Jordan Walters at Harrison, obviously a really talented forward for the Raiders there, too. He's a kid that can get you 30 on a given night and really take somebody by surprise as well. Yeah, he would have to have a huge game for uh, Harrison to get over the hump against Lafayette, Jeff. But, so yeah, we, I'm going with Lafayette, Jeff. We'll go with Lafayette, Jeff, too. I, I 
I agree with you. They haven't played their best basketball, but you talk about a team that if they hit threes, it's a it's over. It's a wrap, Shark. Yeah. I mean, they put four guys out there that can take and make threes, and they're not going to stop shooting them. Yeah. Sectional eight at Noblesville. Great field here. Um, Tuesday games: Zionsville and Fishers, Hamilton Southeastern at Carmel, Westfield draws the Zionsville Fishers winner, and the host Millers of Noblesville get that HSC Carmel winner. And um, this is just, I think, a great field. You look at Zionsville and Fishers, Hamilton Southeastern Carmel. That's where I'm going to be on Tuesday night. HSC come from behind to, to shock, I guess, shock Carmel, but it really shouldn't be. HSC is one of the hottest teams in the state right now. Oh, what do they have? 13 in a row, Shark? 13 in a row. Just knocked off number one Lawrence North on Thursday uh, to end their regular season. Not the sexiest HSE team to ever take the floor. The big names aren't there. But this is a very balanced team. They are tough. They are physical. And they really do it defensively. That's where they win games, Shark, with Mabor, Majok inside. Just talented athletes on the perimeter all around. DeAndre Rhodes also blocking shots. Yeah. Um, he had 13 rebounds, six offensive against Lawrence North, and they're one of the most athletic teams in the state. Yeah. So, like you said, not the sexiest team for HSC, but... Um, they're really found their groove here late and look like they could be a state contender. They get through Carmel in that first game. That's the key, though. You know, Carmel, this is one of the best rivalries in the state. You know that's going to be a hard-fought, um, intense matchup. This Zionsville-Fishers game, Fishers had a little bit of a lull there in late January, early February. They started off, ran off, I think, 12 or 13 wins to start the year. Missed Alex Salaji. He's back in the fold. Can they get production outside of Salaji and sophomore forward Jeff Simmons? Is there a third guy? Is, is it Justin Long? Is it Don Castellani? Is it Charlie Smith? They need that third guy to step up. And then Zionsville, I think, with Ben Wiener's injury, might just be a little... Too much for them to overcome. Anthony Scales has had a great senior year, but Ben was kind of not the deepest team to start no. with. No, and and Ben was their their heart and soul, their leader, their glue guy. Um, can make plays from the backcourt. His injury really limits what uh, that team can do. Then you look at Westfield, their talented sophomore trio: Cam Hafner, um, Nick DePasquale, and then the the lead guard, the kind of the head of that threesome, uh, Braden Smith. They should be good for a while. And then Nobles was. Kind of surprised people this year, too. Yeah, so really, overall, really good field. I still think it comes down to that first Tuesday game, HSC against Carmel. Whoever wins that, I think, is the, the heavy favorite going on from there, even with a, a tough field ahead of them. They get no, the winner of that game gets Noblesville. Noblesville, obviously good, but still, I think, the sixth out of six in this sectional. Um, I think Westfield, with the bye, meets that HSC Carmel winner. On Saturday night, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with HSC. I think they're just, they're on a roll right now. They're clicking really well together. Um, Carmel relying on young kids. You know, Pete Suter, Charlie Williams, both sophomores. Their junior class is really good. Um, but you know, HSC. I think just a very physical, um, tough, determined team that's that's on a roll right now. So I'll take the Royals. All right, I'm gonna take the opposite side, Shark. I'm gonna go with Carmel. Um, every game they've lost, they lost seven games, has been close. Barely got nicked by uh, HSC in the regular season meeting. I think they get over the hump here, have a little revenge, make a few adjustments, and uh, beat them in that first one, and then roll to the uh, sectional title. 
heading over to Muncie Central seven team sectional up here. Um, only uh, one team that's uh, well above 500, and that's Richmond, the Red Devils, at 16 and 7. Um, they play the second Wednesday game against Greenfield Central. The winner of that game gets the winner of Pendleton Heights and Muncie Central. Um, Anderson and Mount Vernon are the Tuesday game. Newpow sitting at 500. Uh, is the bye to Friday. They play that Anderson-Mount Vernon winner. Um, if Andrew Crossback, that's obviously a different team for Richmond. Um, the junior guard can really score it um, both at the rim and from deep. Um, when I saw him against Lafayette, Jeff, though, what jumped out at me was Clevis Craig, his ability to score on the box and how aggressive he was and how much he wanted the ball. Yeah, I think he shoot like 70% from the field this season. All on layups. Blew him away from the rim, though, so what are you going to do? No, he's, he's and he's going to be determined to get there. Uh, you look at some of the talent. Muncie Central kind of surprised me if they're only 9-13. and 13. You look at Vic Young and Dylan Stafford, those two guys, really talented duo. Um, and then New Pal, who was a sectional winner last year, they still have Max Gizzi at the point guard spot. Dawson uh, Estes, Estes, Dawson Estes, um, the 6 five. <laughs> that can that can score as well. So um, New Pal may be a little bit underachieving at twelve and twelve this year, but um, they're certainly capable. But I think it goes back to Richmond and the Red Devils. Yeah, we talked about HSC winning thirteen in a row. Richmond's won eleven in a row now. Um, I think they're the best team. Mount Vernon has some pieces too, but they're pretty young. Um, with the Gerard Twins, so I'm going to go with Richmond here. I'll go with Richmond as well. And then we move on to the Slaughter Knockers. Sectional 10 at Lawrence Central. Um, I think everybody's in agreement this is the best sectional field in the state. Uh, Seven-team uh, party here. Warren Central and Tech get us underway on Tuesday night. Wednesday, uh, great lineup here. Cathedral, Attic's first game. And then Lawrence North, Lawrence Central uh, in the second Wednesday game. Uh, North Central, Brian Hines squad gets the bye and will take on the Warren Central Tech winner. Um, this is going to be crazy, Trevor. Yeah, it's, that Wednesday night, they're going to be filled to the Raptors at Lawrence Central. Um, pretty crazy environment, I would expect. Um, if you want a reason to seed the tournament, Shark, this would be one of them. To have all these teams in one sectional, it kind of it hampers the whole tournament, I would say, because you're taking out so many good teams in either the first game or second game. They would have it if they're in a different sectional, they would have a chance to win the state title. But here, you might play one game and be done. Yeah, you look at you know by 9:30 on the Wednesday night of sectional week, either Lawrence Central or Lawrence North is going to be done. You know that's just a fact and. Um, LN has handed LC their only two losses of the year. Lawrence North's losses are to North Central and HSE. Um, you look at the talent here. I mean, we could go down the list of, you know, all these teams have Division One talent on their roster. Um, so it's really interesting. I think the top half of the bracket, you look at, I'm, I'm going to assume that Warren Central can get by Tech. Um, probably not as easy as some people may think, but that Warren Central, North Central game, great guards in that one. Sean Black, Malik Stanley for Warren Central, Leland Walker for North Central. Um, one of those teams could be sitting pretty on Saturday night uh, with a beat-up um, team coming out of the other side of that bracket. If there's such a thing as a good draw in Sectional 10, North Central got it, getting the bye, and then um, probably Warren Central. So best-case scenario for them. But, man, tough to pick any winners here, Shark. Everybody is so good. Yeah. 
You look at that Cathedral Attics game, um, really good guards in that one. Tayshawn Comer, Sincere McMahon on each side. And then Lawrence North probably has the top three Mr. Basketball favorites, or three of the top five, I would say. Uh, Mr. Basketball favorites, Tony Perkins for LN, and then the uh, senior duo for LC, Nigel Pack and Dre Davis. Um, that's and that's always one of the most heated rivalries in the state. Yeah. Now with you know win or go home, that game is going to be um, as intense as you can find on the high school basketball. Level. Yeah. All right. Let's get to brass, ta- brass tacks here, Shark. Who you got? I got Lawrence Central. Who I have as well. Um, prior to the draw, I thought if Ellen and LC matched up again. LC would probably get over the hump. Um, first game, though, man, that's tough. I'm still going LC. I think they get it done. I think Nigel Pack plays better than he did in the Marion County uh, title game where uh, LC was right with Ellen but couldn't pull it out late. So I think he plays better and uh, the Bears get it done. Yeah, Lawrence North probably going to be without CJ Gunn. Uh, the sophomore uh, guard wing gives them another, you know, long defender, good athlete that can get out in transition. Um, they're unsure. He didn't play against HSC on Thursday. They're unsure if he's going to be back next week. So um, that could take out another defender. Can LC supporting cast, the Greg Jenkins, the Jason Graves, can they get going? Um, we'll just need a couple shots from them. Either. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need 20, but if, you know, they can combine for 15 or 18, you know, and take some pressure off of uh, the Davis brothers and Nigel Pack. That'd be huge uh, for Al Gooden's squad. Or, like you said, if Tay Davis steps up too, you know what you're getting from Pack and Dre. If Tay Davis, a sophomore, steps up for LC, that'd be big for him too. Great. Or DJ Hughes is really good. I thought for LN against HSC, he's the X factor. If he comes ready to play, I'm not sure LC has an answer for his physicality. It'll probably be Dre Davis matched up against him. So. Um, that's a big matchup to I think, watch. I think DJ had six or seven dunks in the uh, regular season uh, game at LC. So. All right. We both got the Bears. Um, wouldn't shock us, though, if any of about six teams come out of there. Southport, um, back in the tournament after a little scare earlier in the year. Uh, they would miss it, but we'll take it down at the field house for sectional play. Ron Colley and Pike, the first game. Ben Davis-Southport, the second game on Tuesday. Perry Meridian on Friday night takes that uh, Ron Colley Pike winner. The Ben Davis Southport winner uh, takes on an emerging Decatur Central Hawks squad that could shock some people uh, come this week. Yeah, they've been playing well. Um, who is it? Kenny Tracy? Yeah. He, uh, Tracy's mixed up. There's been about a million of them. Uh, I believe last count 48. Conservative estimate there. He's the all-time leading scorer now for Decatur Central. They've been playing well on the other end. Pike, 14-9, they have not been playing well lately. No. And that was a team that really got off to a great start. They were 11-2 uh, and two at one point um, until they ran into um, Lawrence Central. They've lost five in a row, though. Granted, you look at the five teams they've lost to. Decatur Central, who's on a roll. Brownsburg, really talented. North Central, Lawrence North, and Warren Central, three of the best teams in the MIC. Um only one of those five losses by less than 10 points, though. So they've been getting handled lately. Um, not maybe the Pike squads of old where you had, you know, mid and high major talent, but they're certainly capable. Uh, I think they have a the best draw maybe um, outside of Decatur Central. I think it's going to be those two teams meeting up on uh, Saturday night. And uh, Decatur Central put it on them in the regular season. I think that maybe not as big of a win, but. 
maybe a six, seven, eight point win for the Hawks on Saturday night. Yeah, two or three weeks ago, I would have definitely seen Pike rolling through this sectional field, but now I'm going to go with Decatur Center. Like you said, they're playing much better right now. Pike's on the downward slide. I'm going to go to Decatur Central to get through. Okay, over to Mooresville. Um, we have Avon and Brownsburg. Always, always a uh, tough game when those two face off. They get us started on Tuesday night. Terre Haute North and Plainfield in the second game. Terre Haute South, um, the buy into the first Friday game. Mooresville, the hosts, buy into the second uh, Friday game. That Avon Brownsburg winner, I think, um, is going to you know, beat Terre Haute South in the Friday semifinal. Um, Plainfield Mooresville could be a, a a surprise matchup there. Um, really like Brownsburg now that they have Malik Edmonds back, though that completes them. If Connor Lucas can play the way he was when Malik was out, that changes uh, the Bulldogs team. Yeah, uh, Brownsburg was one of the top four teams in the state all year, but they have not been playing well for the last month or so. Shark uh, barely beat the Sliding Pike team, barely beat Noblesville. Lost the HSE, barely beat a struggling center grove team. Um, so I don't know how much confidence they're going to have coming into the postseason. Yeah, and, and you look at Brownsburg, their star junior, Pierce Thomas, just committed to Butler this past week. Does that take a weight off his shoulders? Now he doesn't have to worry about that. He's going to Butler. Can he play free? Because he's really a kid that if he gets out in transition, gets his teammates fired up, he's a guy who can change the game with his athleticism. But on the other side, so can Jaden Brewer for Avon. Yeah. Um, with that said, Shark, I'm going to go with, well, what do you think Plainfield's chances are? You know, I really, I think Plainfield would struggle with the athleticism that either Avon or Brownsburg uh, comes in with. Obviously, you look at Mason Name and Aiden Boer, um, sophomore forward, like Kalen Vanderbosch, um, Ian Sky and Kate East give them a good front court. Um, I just don't think they have, they have the athleticism necessarily to keep up with either Avon or Brownsburg. Yeah. Um, I think probably going to go Brownsburg, even though they haven't been playing well. Um, you know, maybe that's because of trying to get Malik Edmonds back in the fold. So I'm going to take the Bulldogs to come out of this section. Yeah, I was really debating Avon just because I think they've been playing a little bit better than Brownsburg of late. But I think Brownsburg has enough to get through them. And I'll take uh, I'll take Brownsburg to win it, Sharks. Heading over to Shelbyville, uh, Bill Garrett Gymnasium, Greenwood and Whiteland, a Johnson County battle gets us going on Tuesday night. Franklin Central and Center Grove, the second game on Tuesday. Uh, Shelbyville gets the buy into game one on Friday. Franklin, the other buy into game two on Friday. Um, this really looks like it's a Greenwood Franklin Central battle. I don't think anybody expected Greenwood to be sitting at 16 and six heading on to sectional week. Oh, and what if I would have told you Franklin Central? would be the favorite in this section all a year ago today. Um, definitely would not have expected that from Franklin Central. And that's a team that really next year, I think, has a chance to do some damage because they're really young. Um, obviously, the freshman Jalen Hooks, they got two really good guards, uh, juniors Mason Gonzalez and Javon Small um, in the backcourt. they got some other pieces, too, that are, are really nice. And then for uh, Chris Byers, obviously, on the sideline, that's obviously an advantage for them. Gavin Dowling, the big post for Greenwood, though, um, could be an interesting matchup on Saturday night. I went and saw Franklin Central play Fishers. Jeff Simmons really struggled with the athleticism that Jalen Hooks presented. Will Gavin Dowling struggle if he's matched up against Jalen Hooks? Because Hooks is a freshman, all a 6'6", great athlete, has strength to him. 
Um, that could be really interesting. And then if Franklin Central can turn Greenwood over, if that's a potential Saturday night matchup. Um, I like uh, the Flashes. Uh, Franklin Central won the regular season matchup between Greenwood uh, by four points. I think it would be another close game, like you were saying, but uh, I'll take Franklin Central. Chris Byer has been so good in the postseason. Like you said, they have the young talent to get it done. So I'm going to take Franklin Central as well. Over uh, to I-65 South. Columbus North sectional um, kind of spread out here, but East Central takes on 1-21 Martinsville in the first Tuesday game. Bloomington South and Columbus East, uh, the second Tuesday game. This Friday night, Trevor, could be really good here. You have uh, 19-5 Bloomington North team probably facing off against 15-8 East Central. And then Bloomington South, 23-0, the last undefeated team in the state. They take on Columbus North in a rematch of a game a few weeks ago in the uh, second semifinal. Um, that's where I'm going to be on Friday night. Should be a great setup there for those two games. A um, lot of, uh, obviously, Bloomington South gets all the headlines, but I wouldn't discount North, um, either Bloomington or Columbus North. Yeah, Bloomington North's had a really good year. Kind of surprising year. I don't think many people expected them to be 19-5 at this point. Yeah. Um, but like you said, Bloomington South, 23-0. Probably the toughest draw they could have gotten, I would say, since they have Columbus North waiting for them and then probably play their rival Bloomington North in the sectional final. So not the easiest road for them, but I think Anthony Leal, Connor Hickman, Noah Jagger, Joey Bamba, those guys are too much for this competition. They get over the hump and uh, win it, sure. Yeah, I know Bloomington North returns a lot of their production. Junior Isaac Vensel. Um, a really good wing for them. And then Columbus North with Blake Barker, um, also a talented junior. Um, maybe next year could be those teams' year. Uh, but Bloomington South, I think, like you said, um, too much firepower. I look for Connor Hickman to really kind of have a breakout tournament for them. Everybody's attention is going to be on Anthony Leal uh, with him going to IU, being a Mr. Basketball candidate. Connor Hickman's a really talented player in his own right. I think he kind of breaks out. Um, during the state term and really shows the state how good he is. So I'm going to take uh, J.R. Holmes' Panther squad to come out of this section. All right, we're in agreement there, Shark. Heading over to Seymour, uh, six-team sectional. The host Owls take on a really good Jeffersonville squad right off the bat, first Tuesday game. New Albany, Jennings County in the second game. Uh, Floyd Central gets the buy into the first game. Bedford, North Lawrence, the buy into the second. And uh, I know you've been really high on Jeffersonville all year. Uh, but New Albany's got a, a pair of talented sophomores, and their senior forwards are finally healthy. It's going to be a really tough yeah. one. Trey Horrigan, Julian Hunter have been around forever. But, yeah, Caden Stanton and Tucker Bevin as a sophomore are really good, too. Uh, a lot of people probably overlook Floyd Central since they don't play North too often, but they're a really good team with Jake Heidbrenner, Brenner, junior guard for them. But uh, good field overall. Jeffersonville hurt without uh, – Will Lovings Watts on the roster anymore, so that'll probably take them out of uh, state contention. That's for sure, Shark. Um, what's your pick here? Yeah, you look at that uh, potential semifinal match between Floyd Central and Jeffersonville. Um, obviously very familiar with each other. New Albany, I think, has the best draw here. Um, if you could have it maybe outside of Floyd Central. Um, Jennings County, they should get by them. And then Bedford, North Lawrence, I just don't think Brayton Bailey has uh, enough to get by New Albany. Um, I do like that Floyd Central sky, like you said, with Jake Heidbretter. Um, and then Jeffersonville. Trey Coleman's a, a, a very good player. You have uh, Jacob Jones, Darren Starks, 
um, at the guard spot. So they're still really talented even without Loving's Watts. Um, but I'm going to go Floyd Central. I just think the bye um, could be good for them. And uh, you got the Highlanders. Good point there, Shark. But I'm going to go with New Albany. I think uh, Jim Shannon has a, has a few tricks up his sleeve here for sexual timing and uh, pulls it out. We wrap up 4A, heading over to Evansville North for a six-team sectional. We've got five Evansville schools, and then Jasper is going to come on down to the pocket. Um, Evansville, oh. uh, all the people in that area. Evansville, Harrison, and Jasper, the first game. Evansville Central and Castle, the second game Tuesday night. Wrights takes on that Harrison-Jasper winner, and Evansville North takes on the Central Castle winner. Um, Jasper's got the best record at 17-5. and five. Don't really play the type of competition uh, that the other schools do. Um, Wrights seems to be clicking. They had a little bit of a slow start to the year. They're really coming on strong. Have a couple of one-point losses uh, to Jeffersonville and Bossy underneath their belt. Um, in the last couple of weeks, but uh, they've been playing well. Christian Lander, the future IU Hoosier, and then Owen Deese um, and Marquand Gibbons, two guys who can score on the wing. Talented team for rights, probably underachieved earlier in the year and now finding their stride, like you said, Shark. Uh, Castle, a good team with Isaiah Swope in the backcourt, a uh, really athletic guard that gets to the rim. Not a not a bad field, Jasper, 17-5, Shark. Jasper played rights to eight first game of the uh, year, so they're capable of hanging with uh, rights. That will probably be the matchup Friday night, rights and Jasper. But I'm going to take Evansville rights to get out of it. Um, definitely not going to be a cakewalk, but I think, like you said, Christian Lander um, playing well, even though he, he twists his ankle a couple week, weeks ago. I think he's good enough to power rights through it. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think Wrights, um, you know, you look at, at Givens and Deese, you know, if one of those guys can get hot, they're able to take the pressure off of Lander. Um, but Lander's just such a tough guard. He can shoot it, ultra-athletic, um, and he's really, I think, gotten more comfortable as the year has gone on with this team. So um, I'll take Wrights as well to come out of that sectional. And Trevor, that wraps up 4A.